An Introduction to Hegel's Logic by Andy Blunden 1. The Young Hegel and What Drove Him Germany was fragmented and socially and economically backward. In order to understand what Hegel was doing in his logic, we should first look at the circumstances of his life and the situation in Germany at the time. Hegel was born in Stuttgart in 1770, just 620 kilometres from Paris. So he was 18 at the time of the storming of the Bastille, and his earliest writing, an essay on the prospects for advancing the Enlightenment by launching a folk religion, were penned while a seminary student in 1793, shortly before Robespierre launched his own manufactured religion of the Supreme Being. This project fell flat, and Robespierre was himself sent to the guillotine shortly afterwards. Mainly under the influence of his friend, the poet Hölderlin, Hegel abandoned his youthful disdain for the Christian religion and came to the conviction that, for all its faults, it was Christianity which had ultimately opened the way for the Enlightenment and modernity. He completed his first published book, The Phenomenology of Spirit, in Jena, just as the town was occupied by his hero, Napoleon Bonaparte, the world spirit on horseback, in Hegel's words. Napoleon was born the same year as Hegel, but died in 1821, shortly after the publication of Hegel's Philosophy of Right, which culminates in the section on world history, where Hegel describes the role of world historic heroes, living instruments of the world mind. Napoleon introduced the Code Civil into Germany and smashed up its feudal structures, but the first uprisings of the French proletariat against the misery of bourgeois development in France all took place after Hegel's death in the 1830s. The Industrial Revolution in Britain roughly coincides with Hegel's lifetime, 1770 to 1830, but the Chartist uprisings also took place in the 1830s, shortly after Hegel's death. So, Hegel saw the revolutionary impact of capitalism and the misery it brought with it, but he never knew a movement of the oppressed, a modern social movement. Also, some of the most brilliant women of the first wave of feminism were amongst his circle of friends, and included his mother and sister. But Hegel himself never accepted the claims of feminism. In fact, he had a dreadfully misogynistic, essentialist position on women. Germany did not have a state. Until 1815, Germany was part of what was still called the Holy Roman Empire, which stretched from Nice up the French border to Calais, across to Gdansk, bordering the Russian Empire down through Prague to Rome. It was made up of a patchwork of over 300 small principalities, some Catholic, some Protestant, each with their own class structure and traditions, and with no solidarity between each other or from their own subjects. England to the north, revolutionary France to the west, imperial Russia to the east, and Austria-Hungary to the south. The armies of these great powers marched back and forth across Germany, pushing the German princes around as pawns in a power game in which the Germans had no say whatsoever. None of the princes of these little states could count on their citizens to take up arms in their defence. Germany was helpless alongside its powerful neighbours, 
and wallowed in social and economic backwardness as revolutionary France made history with its armies and its politicians, and the English built an empire with their money and their new inventions, whilst Germany remained spectators in history. But this was the Germany of Goethe and Schiller and Beethoven. Hegel drew the conclusion that the German Revolution would have to be made with philosophy rather than with guns and mobs. And it was only relatively late in life, aged 28 in fact, that Hegel resolved to become a professor of philosophy and build his own system. It was the fate of his own country, the problem of modernisation and freedom for his native Germany, which was his goal. <laughs> 